It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that'd be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two carb-loving dudes with one believing in the power of science and one believing in the power of the Holy Ghost. Today we're going to talk about uh, something very important medically, dad bod. Oh, that is an important medical trend. Would you call it a trend? No? I think dad bod's in. Do you think that you have a dad bod? Uh, I think I had a dad bod 20 pounds ago. I'm not sure what we would call this now. I'm striving for a dad bod. Like now, is that bad? My goal is now dad bod. Like dad bod's a dream bod for me now. The deacon's after pick is an official dad bod. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about the time I first realized that I had a dad bod. I went down to Florida to visit uh, uh, my buddy Lee, and he was very focused on, we're going to go surfing. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm 6'5", I'm lanky. Sounds like a good fit. Yes. He borrows his buddy's uh, wetsuit that he says is super expensive. We're in a parking lot by the beach. He asked me to put it on. I zip it up. All of a sudden, the, the seams tear as my dad bod tears it up. But at this point, I don't think I even realized the term existed. Yeah. We go out, we're surfing, I'm doing the best I can, and it's like one of those spots where like real surfers go, like there's fishermen arguing with the surfers over like the spots and things like that. Yeah. I struggle for an hour and a half, I pretend like I'm not miserable. We get up, we leave, we're walking along the beach, and I see like all these young ladies, and I'm already married at this point, but you know, everybody likes attention, and they're staring at me, and they're giving me love, and I was like, my hair must look fantastic today. That is some good hair. And then I looked down, and because I didn't have the wetsuit on, because I had torn it, my nipples were bleeding. And there was blood dripping down <laughs> my chest. And I was like, do you think they're staring at me because my nipples are bleeding? And he goes, no, they just like your dad bod. Nice. So that was your first encounter with the dad bod. Now I think I've embraced it. Yeah, after you were, and so I, you were chum bait out there for a little bit if your nipples were bleeding, right? Sand sharks and... Oh, I was just pushing through. I was in survival mode at this point. You know who didn't have a dad bod? Your buddy Lee. Uh, correct. And Jesus. Oh, no. Jesus was incredibly fit. Do you think he had any carbs? Yeah, well, obviously, he at least we know that he had some bread and some fish. Uh, so I, I would say there's a good chance that he had some carbs. There's a lot in the Bible about the body. I mean, there is verse after verse that talks about the body being the temple and how uh, it was created. God sent Jesus to die for our bodies. And so we should really have reverence for them, take care of them. Is there a representation of Christ, right? So it's, it's an interesting uh, topic to talk about because there's a ton in the Bible. But then it also goes like too far. Like when you talk about dad bods to me, I think there's a good, there's a line when I look at somebody and I think, yeah, that's a good dad bod, right? Because it's like 
guys that are too fit, guys that are our age, if you're over 40, right? I want to point out I'm only 39. You're almost 40. All right, so let's put it 35. Okay. You're over 35. You're married with kids, right? You got a family. If you have better abs than your wife, I, I think you have a problem, right? I think you could argue, I would argue, that if a guy has a fantastic body with a wife and kids over 35, he doesn't love his family that much. I never want to walk down the street and have someone look at me and not my wife. Yeah. I feel like that's un-American. But I mean, how much time would you have to spend carving that stuff out, keeping stuff, the time you take away from your family to work on your body? I think there's a fine line there. You know, I see a dude on the beach and he's ripped up and I see his wife and kids come running up and I think, he doesn't really love them. That's exactly what I think. I heard Tom Brady hasn't had, <laughs> Tom Brady hasn't had a carbohydrate in like 11 years. I haven't had a carbohydrate in like 11 minutes. <laughs> See, the, the tricky part about dad bod is I, I think you have children, you're still trying to work out, but you're softly muscular. Is softly muscular a term? Is that an oxymoron? Yeah, I think it is. You know, a I know what you mean because I swore I was never going to be that guy who, with a shirt on, you could tell he was kind of muscular and and maybe at one point was an athlete. And then when he takes his shirt off, he's got the dicky do, you know, where his belly sticks out further than his dicky do. (laughs) I, I swore I would never be that guy. Medically, a dad bod is like pre metabolic syndrome. Meta- so describe what, all right, well, metabolic syndrome. What's that mean? Metabolic syndrome is, is like a new term in America that consists of slightly high sugar, slightly high blood pressure, low good cholesterol, high triglycerides, and abdominal circumference. Okay. So if you have three of these five, you're considered metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is like a pre-cardiovascular, pre-diabetic syndrome that we're trying to point out to try to help institute lifestyle changes to prevent further progression. So I know over the past few years, there's a lot of talk, been a lot of talk in your world, the medical world, about BMI, about uh, you know some of the comorbidities that go along with these factors, you know, in like BMI, weight, circumference. Etc. So, so metabolic syndrome is that different than measuring BMI and some of the comorbidities like diabetes and things like that? Or, yeah, slightly because it's something that we're trying to point out before you develop diabetes. Okay, right. And the BMI doesn't actually go into it. It's if your um, abdominal waist circumference is greater than forty in men or thirty-five in women. It's all about the abdominal obesity, and this is just kind of a way for us to look at people beforehand. 35% of Americans at this point are now diagnosed with a metabolic syndrome. So when you see a guy, do you, can you automatically tell what 40 inches is? Usually when they get up, I... I like, I'm pretty good with... I know what three inches looks like. <laughs> I can tell you what three inches looks like all day long. The centimeters or inches? <laughs> I definitely, uh, you know, as I'm examining somebody, I whip out something and I uh, measure around their belly. And that makes uh, uh, patients quite comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they like that. 
I, I actually, I, I actually ask them, hey, what's your waist size? And then whatever they say, I add two inches. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's kind of like if you ask a girl how many people she slept with, you add three. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever quite done that. That's, is that the new math they teach in school? <laughs> yeah, that's one of those new math. So how many, like when you get married, how many people have you been with? You're the first. Okay, so I'm number three. Right? That's like... It's exactly like that. That's actually, yes. that's what they call science. <laughs> Perfect. And I um, then go about trying to discuss, hey, you need to eat less carbohydrates, and then uh, trying to maximize exercise, right? Uh, I feel like at our age, if someone's chasing you, you should be able to run for a while. Describe a while. Mm, five to ten minutes. But you know what the tough part is? Is like I'm what I call fat fit, right? Like, I know I'm right around that 40 number for waist circumference. I mean, like 5'7", 235 is not something many people aspire to. But I can go out there and play basketball all night long. I can go to spin and do bar and do TRX and do all of these things, even in this metabolic syndrome body, right? But I would certainly like to do it more comfortably in a less dad bod body i think the only chance you have is to pray to grow a little bit taller you need about eight inches i do i pray that i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller yes i I pray that often the other day uh i'm driving in the car right and uh i have on one of those pop channels and i have a six-year-old boy and he now is at this point where he knows like some of the words to some of the songs yeah and he thinks if he sings things that are um like naughty it's okay oh yeah um, like that one song that goes, shut up and dance with me. So he thinks he can say shut up, but as long as he says and dance with me afterwards, yeah. like I can't yell at him because he's like, daddy, I'm just singing. So uh, I'm driving him to school the other day and he was rocking Ed Sheeran and he goes, uh, dad, I'm in love with your body from that song. And I was yeah, like, well, thank you very you. much. Yeah. The shape of you. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't think you realize I have a dad bod. He goes, Wow. That's awesome. I want to have a dad bod. And I was like, slow yourself down there, son. Slow yourself down. There's a good chance that he's predisposed to having a dad bod, right? Do we think at this point in life women are more attracted to dad bods or cut dudes? Uh, I can tell you that my wife in particular, we've had the conversation. I think some of it goes back to... How does that conversation start? Talk me through. You're laying in bed. You're holding hands. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, I want to start going to the gym more, getting more fit. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't want you to get skinny. And I'm like, well, I, we have, by the way, a long way to go before I got to skinny. Right? <laughs> I don't know that anybody's concerned about me getting skinny. I tried that with my doctor. I said, I don't want to eat too little. What if I get skinny? He told me I had a pretty good ways to go. I want to trust him on that. I'm very trustworthy. (laughs) But, you know, I think my theory about guys that are too fit look too vain. And women measure that. That's a measure, an outside measure. Like somebody from the outside looking at that and saying, you know, I can see how much does he love himself versus how much he loves his family. Right? Yeah. And so I think people look at me and they think there's no question. This guy loves his family. <laughs> I think you love him a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, the biggest thing is time. Right? If I spent more time at the gym, my wife would be like, 
First, you're there taking care of people. Yeah. Then you're somehow finding time to think you're going to become a podcaster. If you spend any more time at the gym, uh, this is not going to go the way we like it. Yeah. And I've embraced it. I've embraced the dad bod. I've embraced chest hair. Like, I'm like, I let the chest hair fly. I don't care about chest hair. I tell you the one thing I will not tolerate is back hair. Mm. I think a chubby dude with a manicured, with like a manicured back, whether, it, whether it's completely shaved or at least not grotesque, like really dark hairs that go every which way, I, I think that's, that women are like, okay, that's a win. You heard it here first. The deacon is into chubbier guys as long as they have their backs cleanly shaven. Yeah, manscaping. I'm, I'm a manscaper. See, my issues with manscaping is you get folliculitis. So the hair follicles can get infected. You can get bacteria in there. I have a hot tub out here. You can get what's called hot tub folliculitis. You notice they made hot tub time machine one, hot tub time machine two. Never made hot tub folliculitis. (laughs) It's actually a, a bacteria called pseudomonas, and it's hard to get rid of. Yeah, no, I'm sure that that's something that's a... That's a thought. But at this point in my life, I would rather, if I'm going to go, uh, when somebody's ripping open my shirt to start doing chest compressions and they're rolling me over, I'd rather them see a clean shaven back and maybe one thing of folliculitis <laughs> than hair going everywhere, right? Yes. I is, think that my- ma- is, that, is that morbid that that's what I think about when I think about what it's going to look like? Because now, let's face it, we're getting closer and every day. Is another day closer to the end of my life. Yes, I hope to not be there trying to do the chest compressions. And at the time, if you haven't shaved, we'll shave for you before we throw those pads on to try to zap your heart back into rhythm. Because those would act as like an insulator and prevent the, uh, the pads from really doing their job. The defibrillator from doing its job, right? You sold me. Tomorrow, I'm getting my chest wax in case I have sudden cardiac death and I need to be saved. That few seconds... I'm going to get the DNR tattoo on my chest removed. (laughs) You know what? This is what you should do. You should just grow enough chest hair over the DNR tattoo that you can't see it. That's right. And then shave all the rest. And they'd be like, what's going on here? We're confusing people even more. What if I shaved a pattern of a paddle? Like just the shape of the paddles (laughs) into my chest hair so they already know where to go. I like that. I like that. Um... What's this, uh, what's this book that women have been reading with, uh, there was three series, it's all about this guy who's rich and he's famous and he does all these sexual acts. Fifty Shades? Yeah, Fifty Shades. These are the things I don't like. Okay. These movies come out and these dudes look perfect and they're rich and they're doing funny things and then I kind of want to go, hey, wifey, you made me have two children, I work 50 hours a week. How am I going to have my body look like that? If, if I was rich and famous, I would wake up. I would have a chef here who would make me fruit. Nothing you need a chef to make fruit. But something, and then I would go to the gym. And then I would get a massage. And then I would go to the gym again. And so all these versions of men looking this way aren't fair. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue just came out. Yeah. Women of all shapes and sizes. I loved it. We need a men's swimsuit issue with some dudes with dad bods. And I volunteer you to be the cover model. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I think the ladies listening right now are upset at you. That would not be a first. It would not be a first. <laughs> that is a skill that I've attained. <laughs> but it is a double stand, right? I think women think, 
Like if, I, if we had some women here that we were interviewing right now, I think we would talk to them and we'd say, hey, what do you think is more unfair, right? The, the, that the dad bod is in or that the mom bod, there's a perception out there that like the mom bod is not so accepted, right? Now that you pointed that out, I feel like I take back everything I just said. Yeah. And I'm not religious, but I think I should uh, pray that someone uh, doesn't shoot lightning down upon me for that. To the women out there, I love mom bod. I love all bods. There's not many women bods I don't like. I'm focused on health. Yeah. And healthy bods. Well, listen, I think the body is an amazing thing. It's an amazing creation that was made specifically by God for the purposes in which we use it, right? I think um, it's why our eyes don't recover well for screen time, right? Where there's all these, these new issues out there with your eyes and blue lights and yellow lights. And, you know, it's just, it's not the way we were made. But our bodies adapt and adjust because we were made to evolve. You know, I think God was smart enough to make us to evolve from our current state into states depending on the environment that we're in, right? So, you mean the guy who made the world in six days was worried about evolution? No, no, no. I think he was smart enough to make us people that evolved. Us capable of evolving. Well, I think that you could evolve from your current weight to a dad bot at some point. <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> well, to the deacon. The doctor says, too much wafers and wine for you. See you next episode. <laughs> Excellent brain trust to market it Brandness that's set in stone Like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic You can't fake it Often imitated But never duplicated So knowledgeable Take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it Like a Roldis Chapman